0: Hello, everyone. This is Zach at FF Chupa Batman. This is Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Analyst series. Today, we are joined by Crystal Score. Thank you for joining us today. For those of you who haven't tuned in, this is episode 13. So go back and check all the the first dozen. Uh, you can check them on YouTube or on our podcast stream. But we are not talking fantasy takes today. Plenty of time in the offseason for that. We're here to get to know Crystal. We're going beyond the analyst. So Crystal is a journalist and content creator for Traction, and as you can tell by her jersey if you're watching on YouTube, a huge 49ers fan. So thank you for joining us, Crystal. How are you doing?
1: Man, I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Also, you know what I just noticed? You're named Chalupa Batman. (laughs) That's one of the greatest shows. My dog is named after Rodney Rexon.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I I wish the league would come back, but yeah, a little shout out to the league.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So like I said, we're going to get to know you a little bit. So we'll just start it right off. What inspired or motivated you to become a content creator?
1: Oh man. Okay. So I was thinking about this a little bit today, actually, because I was working on a video for TikTok and my work lets me do a bunch of TikToks and, and I write articles for them. I interview players, I do everything, right? So for me, content creating it used to be just writing. I went to school for journalism and everything. And so when I got my degree, it was in this weird transition stage where you could see that, you know, the internet was a bigger deal. There weren't newspapers being handed out anymore. It wasn't, you know, when I first started journalism school, it was all about writing for that paper and like, you know, having something published to physically read when you're out for coffee with your parents or whatever. Right. But obviously the trends and everything online were starting to go, okay, no, there's more citizen journalists. There's more people out there creating content that goes directly online. That's seen by so many people. And I just kind of realized, okay, journalism, it's not dead, but like, it's definitely not what it used to be. So I started to do all these other things that kind of added to the package of what a journalist is. So I, I kind of consider myself more of like a media journalist, like um, a digital media journalist, for example, not really, obviously print but I've I've had a couple things go to print but everything's been online so it just kind of triggered me to think okay let's go to school for some broadcasting stuff and like learn how to do all the social media thing understand podcasting understand you know everything that shapes you to be not just a journalist but also you know this creator of different varieties of content so that's kind of how I started getting into it before was just because of the broadcasting school it kind of opened my eyes to it but yeah just noticing the trends and like just doing my own little videos and everything for myself, I think that made me realize, hey, this is more my line of work of what I want to do. I I love writing, don't get me wrong, but I feel like there's so much more you can add to what you create and what you do as a person in your life by putting yourself out there and like creating content as well.
0: No, that's great. Um, I said some people love to write, some people like to to podcast, create videos. Um, Do you find it, I guess, challenging to kind of, for lack of a better term, keep up with the times, uh, especially like in TikTok. I mean, there's always different trends.
1: Yeah. I mean, TikTok has been a bit of a struggle for me. So like, I obviously didn't grow up, you know, as young with TikTok. So I'm new to it and I'm trying to figure out the trends and everything. And it's something that every Monday I actually have a meeting with my coworker and he goes over ideas of his TikToks with me. And then I go over my ideas and like, it's something I never thought that (laughs) I'd be doing for work. So it's just, having to adapt to that and just learn different skills that I'd never been taught in school, for example, it's been a bit of a challenge, but I think the only way that you get better at it is just doing it, seeing what works. There's trial and error. You're just like, you know, dive into it, but don't be scared to get involved in things you haven't done because maybe you're really good at them. And that's something that I've tried to instill myself is like, okay, I didn't go to school before for, you know, videos and editing and doing this kind of stuff. But it's popular now. So why wouldn't I at least try to do it? And then you find things that you're kind of good at and you're like, okay, these trends are fun. Like why not try this out? Right. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting, but I, I love it, but it's obviously my heart is in writing, but I've been doing more of the content stuff and I, I kind of love it. And I find that like my goofy next, it works with it, you know? Uh, uh,
0: it makes sense. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I started with writing, I still write, but uh, it's been a lot of fun doing podcasts and I've done some like short YouTube videos and working on graphics. So, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for TikTok yet, but <laughs> but but I but I do enjoy being able to try these different mediums, like you said, and, and get your content out in different ways because you just don't know how people always want to consume your content. So give them a exactly. little variety and figure out what they like. Awesome. So you're from Canada. Yes. I, I don't know how many people know that or, or did or didn't. Maybe everyone does, but you're also a huge 49ers fan. What I guess, led you to become a 49ers fan uh,
1: coming from Yeah, Canada. so, I mean, I when I was growing up, football wasn't the biggest sport for us. Um, like, we obviously, in Canada, we love our hockey. So, I lived in Vancouver, well, just outside of Vancouver growing up. And the Vancouver Canucks are everything. So, I obviously grew up following the Canucks. And my dad's really into the Italian soccer leagues and stuff. So, I followed a lot of soccer growing up the real football. <laughs> um, but I wasn't crazy about football football. Like we watched the Super Bowl all the time, but for us we had CFL. Not that I'm I'm not crazy about the CFL. It's not the same, but um yeah, I just I wasn't crazy about it, but then I started dating some guy after high school who was a huge 49ers fan. So he like absolutely the first thing that we like that he ever showed me when I came to his house was his Patrick Willis jersey. He's like, look, this is the best player of all time. Like, you don't like football. You need to get into it. I'm like, well, it's not that I don't like it. It's just nobody in my family ever followed it. It wasn't, you know, super big in our household, at least. So he was the one that just, he instantly showed me highlights of Patrick Willis. And I remember, okay, first off, I love the color red. So I'm like, boom, love red. Their jerseys are red. Like, this is cool. And then Patrick Willis is like this crazy guy. He's showing me all these highlights of this guy. And I'm just like, oh my God, this guy is incredible. But what did it for me is that the, I think E60, they did a story on him and he was talking about like the abuse and stuff that he went through and everything. And so that's more what resonated with me. Like as soon as I saw, okay, there's this player out there. That's absolutely amazing. Destroys it in everything he does just slays like just incredible. Not only that, but like he's been through such a crazy childhood and he still was able to like channel all that and like use that fuel to get out and live out a dream that he had always wanted to go play in the NFL. It was inspiring. And I also was kind of going through with that same guy, which is ironic. I was like going through a bad relationship with him and he was a bit abusive too. And a lot of bad things were going on that like watching Patrick Willis and seeing, okay, this guy could overcome it and get to where he wanted to go. It was like crazy inspiring and kind of helped me hold on, you know? So I think because of him is why I felt really in love with the 49ers, even though, yes, my ex is the one who showed me the team, but like the players themselves were the ones that kind of like captured my heart. So if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that makes sense. And I was actually going to save this question for a little bit later, but since you brought him up, what was it like to interview Patrick Willis? Cause oh. for those of you who don't know, like you got to interview Patrick Willis. Yeah. So
1: well, I did. I can't imagine oh. what that was like. It was one of the craziest things in my entire life. So it's, you know how you watch these shows sometimes and like they talk about catfishes and and you think, okay, in my life, am I ever going to be catfish? And this was one of those situations that I'm like, there's no way it's him, right? Okay. Just to give you some backstory, I was attending broadcasting school at the time and it was right when the pandemic hit. So the school was in Toronto, my whole family and everything, everyone lives in Vancouver and around Vancouver. And so I was living in Toronto, going to school As soon as the pandemic happened, the school shut down. Um, and we were allowed to go basically back to our homes and everything. And like people, you know, they, they were like, we're going to just do classes um, from online. We're going to switch everything. And it was a broadcasting school. We had to physically sit there and be on a anchor desk and like do the read of the teleprompter and all this stuff. Right. So like we, it was just weird. Like everything flipped in a second. So I decided to go back to Vancouver And we had one class that we were allowed to do while we were online because all the other classes you literally had to be in class for. And so this class was like a media and writing class, right? And one of the stories that our teacher said to us, he's like, look, I want you to try and interview a professional athlete for this story. You're writing a blog for this website, pretend, right? I'm like, great. I have my own blog. I can do this. This is awesome. But he kind of was like laughing the professor and he's like, try and get a professional athlete. He's like, you know, I don't think anybody's going to get an NFL player or an NBA or whatever, right? And so in my head, I'm like, well, okay, bet. Like, I'm sure I can get somebody. So the first person that came to mind was Patrick Willis. Like, to me, in that moment, I was just like, man, he's literally the reason that I'm in this school, that I'm going after the career, I'm going after that, you know, I love football the way that I do. Uh, And I thought, okay, I'm going to do some digging. I found his email, and I emailed him. And I was like, the first sentence I think was something like, dear Mr. Willis, like I called him Mr. Willis because I'm like, that's more professional. (laughs) I'm like, dear Mr. Willis, you're the reason that I fell in love with football. Like that's how I started it. And then I went into this whole story about like, you know, how I went through something similar to what he went through in in his childhood. And he inspired me to keep going in my life and blah, blah, blah. And like, it would be an honor to interview him even just over Zoom for like 10 minutes, right? Like I didn't, I didn't say it very long. I was like, I'm doing this school project where I'm just I need to write about a professional athlete. You're the first person that came to mind. Like, what do you say, right? Anyways, this deadline for this article or like the first draft of it is coming up, and I'm like freaking out. Hadn't heard anything back, and I'm just about to get on um, a Zoom call with my teacher to talk about my progress so far on this this uh, draft and everything, right? And he was going to talk to see if we have any struggles of how we're going to start it and whatever. And literally right before I get on that meeting, I get an email, a little ping. And it was like two weeks later, right? I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to message me like, no. And I look and it says an email on my phone from Patrick Willis. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it just said, like, all I could see on it was howdy with the little cowboy. And it was the cutest thing ever. And I open it up and he's like, of course. Like, yes, when? Name, Name the time and place. So I ended up interviewing him at my cabin. Like we have a family cabin that's just like in the woods in this beautiful place. And he decided that he wanted to do it on this weekend in May. Perfect. So I scheduled it to be at the cabin. Cause I was freaking out. I'm like, there's like, this is crazy. This is the first NFL player. Like that I'll ever get to interview. This is crazy. Like, no, this is nuts. And it's my favorite one. Like, Oh my God. And then I'm literally waiting there, just shaking Just have everything ready and I'm good to go. My mic is set up, everything. And I'm shaking and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way, right? I sent him the Zoom link and a thought in my mind was like, it's not going to be him. It's going to be somebody messing with me. Like it's, you know, I just got punked. It's not Patrick Willis. Then all of a sudden on the screen, like he's in the waiting room for Zoom and I let him in and it's Patrick Willis and he's sitting in his RV. He's on a fishing trip in California and he had his little white fedora on and he just the biggest smile. And we talked for a whole hour and it was the best. I'm not even joking. It was like one of the most amazing hours of my entire life. And like, I've seen, a, have witnessed my nephew be born, like all these things. And like, that's like a top five, you know, sports center, top 10. It's like a top 10 moment of my life, like a hundred percent. So the interview itself, like we started off obviously with like the easy questions, whatever. And like, then I kind of touched on some of Not his struggles, but my own struggles, because I didn't want to bring up his stuff. But at the time, I remember somebody in my life was like a guy I went to high school with who's a huge Atlanta Falcons fan. Like if he ever watches this, I hope he, he feels really bad, but <laughs> he basically like was trolling me all the time in the DMs. He sees the stuff I'm trying to do and like broadcasting. He's like, if you've never reported on football, you can't, you're never going to be a good reporter. Like you don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Like just basically saying like women can't report on sports. And like, for me, when people say something that I can't do it, I'm going to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Not to prove them wrong, raw or right, but to prove myself right, you know, or not to prove them wrong, but to prove myself right. So that was more like my mentality. And anyways, I had this question for Willis that I was like, look, what, what would you say if you had a daughter or even to somebody like myself, what would you say if somebody told them that they couldn't accomplish a dream that they really want to accomplish? Right. Because that's what I was feeling at the moment. And he told me this whole story, like the most beautiful answer possible. And then he's like, and all that to say, He's like, you are the hero of your journey. Like that's it, you know. Like at the end of the day, that's who you are. And in that moment, like it just—I started crying. I was like, "This is." He's speaking to my soul, and it just changed my life. Like I quit out of broadcasting school because, like, the pandemic kind of messed everything up, and it was scary. And I'm like, "Look, like I'm learning how to do all this stuff on my own." I just got Patrick Willis when all my professors were like, "You're not going to get a real athlete," like, ha, ha, laughing at me. And I was able to prove them wrong. And I'm like, "No." I did it all on my own. Like, look at what I did. And Patrick Willis's words, like in that moment, it's everything that I needed. And it just, I feel like it changed every path that I was on to like, get me to where I am today. So like, I owe so much of my life to that interview a hundred percent. So I don't know how to answer. Like it was the best, one of the best moments of my life. (laughs) Uh,
0: It it sounds like an incredible experience. And I mean, I like when, when I heard about that story, like I couldn't imagine probably how nervous you were, how excited you were. I mean, I get nervous just doing interviews as it is <laughs> with people that I interact with. And I can imagine. With, oh, with athletes. So what a cool experience.
1: It was like nerve wracking as soon as I like every moment leading up to it. But as soon as I accepted it and he came on and just said, hello, I felt fine. It felt like I was like having a coffee with a best friend. Like it was really cool. He had such a down to earth personality. And I just feel like, I don't know, like when, when you're just authentically yourself with people, there's nothing to be nervous about. Right. So that's kind of the mentality that I've had. And like, I've been lucky to have, you know, since then a, a couple more pretty big interviews of everyone's been, a, either they were a 49er or they currently are 49ers. And like, it's, I feel like that opened up Pandora's box of like courage for me to be able to do this, you know, like just that one one cent. I'm going to, it's funny. I'm going to get this tattooed on me. I'm pretty sure when I go to Vegas, because I feel like, the reason that I'm even going to cover the draft is because of Willis. So I want to get that tattooed on me because it's one of the, the best sayings like that I've ever been told in my life. You know,
0: no, uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Vegas is coming up quick for the draft, so that will be a fun trip as well.
1: I know, I'm excited. In a week today, I leave.
0: There you go. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you post a lot um, about it on social media, about like being a big advocate for for mental health awareness. You try to be very positive on social media, encourage others to be positive as well so why is the positivity so important for you and to you
1: um well i mean without getting too much into like the sad stuff like i was in an abusive relationship for like five years of my life with the guy that showed me the 49ers which is uh, ironic but um living through something like that like he was very emotionally abusive like mentally would tell me things every day that I'm not good enough for this, that I'm not this, that, whatever. And like, it put me into such a bad mental, like just trap, you know, like I just was trapped in my own bad thoughts, always thinking that I'm this, I'm that, whatever, just because he was saying it to me. And like, he was kind of physically abusive sometimes. Like there was a lot that was going on for five years that, you know, I was quite young. I was in my early twenties at the time. So it affected me a lot. And I feel like it, gave me this imposter syndrome that like sometimes I wake up with still. And, you know, I got to a place a a couple of years ago after like we finally were done completely that I just, I started to realize look like you either can take the things that have happened to you and let them weigh you down, or you can take them and like be like a Patrick Willis and like add it to this fuel inside of you to keep going and to like be even better than what you were before. And so for me to try and stay positive like through all the bad things that we go through i think that if you wake up with the intent to have a good day like you will have a good day you know if you if you try not to let those things that have hurt you and bother you in the past continue to hurt you like you can get through that you can look at the so like every day i try and find at least one silver lining and so for me like a silver lining every day is just my dog like such a simple thing but the love and just you know, how happy he is all the time. And this guy, he eats the same food every morning, you know, like he just has the same little routine and he's so happy. So like, why can't we choose to be happy too? Right. So yeah, I mean, I just, I think if we don't find the good in each day, like it's a sad place to live in a world where you're just upset and sad about things. So like, why not be happy? You know, that's just my mentality. I think.
0: That's a great message. And I really appreciate seeing how much positive stuff for like a better term, words, encouragement, photos, whatever it is that you put out in social media. Cause as I said there's plenty of we'll call them Debbie Downers, a lot of negative people out there, but that doesn't mean that's what we have to consume and we have to focus on. We can we can focus on the positive. So I appreciate it. Exactly. Uh, so to kind of continue the positivity, I have some fun uh rapid fire questions for you if you're game.
1: Yes. Let's do it. All
0: right. So you can it could be a one word one word answer if you want or you can add as much context as you feel like you need. Um, okay. so we'll start, we'll start off with a, I don't know if it's easy or hard for you, but you've been in Italy, living in Italy for quite a, for a little bit now. So what is your favorite pasta shape?
1: <laughs> um, oh my God. There's so many. I love penne. Like I'm a big penne girl because K spaghetti is great, but it's such a mess. Like when you're eating spaghetti and if you don't get the twirl, right, it just makes a disaster everywhere. Um, it's good, but it's just, yeah. And then raviolis are good, but sometimes they're a little too filling, But penne's are great because not only is it like saucy and you can, you know, get your yummy sauce all over it. It's got like the hole in there. So like literally there's sneaky pieces of meat sometimes in there or like, I don't know, they're just like way more fun. There's more surprise, right? So yeah, I like penne. Penne's my go-to.
0: Hey, I can't argue with that answer. (laughs) All right. So this one might be a little, little tricky to think about. What two animals would you like to switch the sounds that they make?
1: Okay, so this is like if, for example, my dog barks and then Mm -hmm. a cat meows, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying then the dog would meow and the cat would bark. Exactly. Okay, this is crazy. (laughs) Um, I honestly, so I've always loved pigs. Like when I was little, I had an obsession with pigs to the point that I had like 150 stuffed animal pigs. My mom and like everyone in my life always bought me a, a pig for my birthday, Cause I love pigs. I think I saw the movie babe and I, I fell in love with pigs. Um, so I feel like, because I love my dog so much and he's like, like a little piggy, I feel like I'd swap pig and dog because if he was like oinking, like a little pig, it almost feel like I had a pig, you know, without yeah. having a pig. Cause they're really smelly and gross. <laughs> oh,
0: perfect. You get the best of both worlds for you there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I know you're a big Jimmy G fan, Jimmy Garoppolo for those who, who yeah. didn't know, clearly they're not <laughs> following you. They should, um, what is the favorite what is your favorite jimmy g item that you own Oof.
1: i mean okay i have a shirt with his face on it and he's like going like this and he's wearing the mask and he's wearing a shirt of george Kittle wearing a shirt of him <laughs> so i love that shirt it's really fun but i also have a bikini with his face like all over it and I love that because it's like literally a collage of the same photo of his head everywhere and every time I go anywhere and I'm wearing it people come up to me and they're like who is that like and you either know if they watch football or not and I've had other guys that are like oh my god is that Jimmy Garoppolo on you and I'm like yes (laughs) so I do love that because it's just like fun to wear it out and like get you know obviously like people talking I love wearing conversation pieces but this is not really something that I own but it's like a part of me that's Jimmy G is my tattoo I think that's probably my favorite thing so I have a feels great baby tattoo on me <laughs> and that's Jimmy Garoppolo inspired to remember the 2019 season when we were eight oh, how does it feel and yeah that Aaron Andrews interview was everything so my tattoo I think is my favorite thing
0: <laughs> I should have wrote it down because I was I was predicting you're gonna say the tattoo but
1: yeah were you
0: I, that's what I thought you would say. I mean, it's oh a my god, team, so be if you like. If that, I would be shocked. Be
1: like, look, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I should have. <laughs> All right, so if you could spend a day and hang out with any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? And you can't say Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Okay, I wasn't going to say him. It's funny. Everyone's always like, you really want to interview him, or you really? And I'm like, no, not really. Like, there's so many other people. I feel like I'd have a really genuine conversation with Jimmy. Just would be fun to like just go for drinks with and like, just talk to you. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? But if I was g- going to hang out with anybody ever, this is somebody that like, I absolutely adore more than anybody in this world is Paul Rudd. <laughs> I love him. All of his movies. He's just like this silly, goofy character. The movie I love you, man, is the reason that I have my dog that I have because in that movie, they have the same, like a puggle as well. And so, that movie is everything. And I love Paul Rudd's character in it. Like the slap in the bass, like <laughs> I love it. And yeah, he just seems like he'd be so much fun to hang out with. And he's so the, the people who are really good at improv. I feel like when you're out with them just would be so much fun because you never know what the hell's going to come out of their mouth, you know? So I feel like I would really enjoy that. <laughs>
0: he, he seems like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. So yeah, I, I think that's a wonderful answer. And for my last question, would you rather ride along in a race car Or ride along in a fighter jet.
1: Okay. So fun fact, I'm like terrified of heights. So the jet definitely not. Definitely not. I would a hundred percent do the race car. Like really yeah. And if I could be in there and Lewis Hamilton is driving the car and I'm interviewing him while he's driving and we're going around like Monza or like one of the really cool tracks, hundred percent, yeah. Like race car would be sick. I would love that.
0: And I know you technically can't ride along in an F1, so we're being a little hypothetical here, but I would not.
1: There's a seat there.
0: (laughs) Correct, but I would not want to be interviewing a man while we're driving 200 miles an hour down a down a racetrack. Like, I'd rather interview him after the race. I Uh, know, but like, imagine the
1: exhilaration and like how funny the candid moments would be. That would be the best. I live for like candid moments with people, and you get them to loosen up a little bit more if they're doing what they love, which would be driving, right? Like, so you never know what he would say. It would be awesome.
0: That entire interview, if I was doing it, would just be me like yelling. (laughs) <laughs> like freaking! Out. I mean, I'd enjoy it, but I wouldn't probably get any words out. Yeah. Go, okay, let's talk after the race.
1: I would be laughing the whole time, so I feel you.
0: <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. I-, I think I'd probably pick fighter jet though. But I mean, really? either one would be an awesome experience. Oh yeah. I God. I had to drive a a stock car, like an NASCAR. It was like a little over 100 miles an hour. So nothing crazy, nothing. You drove like that though, That's cool. But yeah, fighter jet would be really cool.
1: Other people can do that. I- I'll watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I've gone skydiving, so heights don't don't bother me. So if heights bother you, then absolutely don't pick that. I've
1: not you. gone skydiving. I haven't even done bungee jumping, like that kind of stuff. I can't at like water parks. The highest slide, I sometimes can't go down it. I look down, I'm like, no, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna die. I don't know. It's just terrifying. Oh, bungee
0: jumping is terrifying. I I enjoy skydiving though.
1: <laughs> Do you? Oh,
0: that was a lot. I've done a couple times. was a lot of fun. Cool, lot fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate your your time. Uh, it was great to get to know you. You shared a lot. I mean, that Patrick Willis story is incredible. And so where can everyone else find you? I mean, hopefully they're already following you, but if they aren't, where can they follow (laughs) you? Where can they find your content?
1: Yeah. So basically if you guys look up crystal score, the U before the O on Twitter, that's my handle. I just go by my full name. Um, I don't really, my Instagram, I don't really care about, but I have a website that I'm going to be blogging about from when I'm at the NFL draft. I'll be putting up a bunch of stuff up there and then also on YouTube. So YouTube is also Crystal Score, same thing. And then, yeah, my website is northernfaithful.com. So all the faithful, the 49ers faithful, they know, like, faithful. But Northern, because I am from Canada, I thought it would be kind of corny and do that. So, yeah, northernfaithful.com or Crystal Score everywhere else.
0: Sounds great. So you guys are watching or listening to Triple Play Fantasy. This is Beyond the Analyst series. Really appreciate if you guys could like the video, download the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, give a review on the podcast. Anything like that really supports the team. We're putting out a ton of content all season. We got baseball, football, basketball. It's all going right now. So make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss any great content. Again, this is Zach at FF Chalupa Batman, part of Triple Play Fantasy. Thank you guys. Have a great. Have a great day.